0: Today, what we're talking about uh, in part five of Patterns is Jesus's examples of how not to pray. <laughs> uh, what Jesus said, when you pray, don't do this. <laughs> Here we go. Matthew six. Let's go to Matthew six, five. Matthew six, five. We want to read through eight. He says, and when thou prayest, thou shalt not be like the hypocrites are. Here we go. Not like the what? Hypocrites are. He said, For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they might be seen of men. Verily I say to you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to the Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Verse seven, he says, "But when ye pray, use not vain repetitions, as the heathen do, for they think they shall be heard for their much speaking. Uh, but not ye therefore like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye need uh, have need of before you ask them." So here's what Jesus is talking about. So there's two things he tells us here to, uh, uh, not to do when we pray. Number one, he says, "Don't do it to be seen. Don't do it for the show." Don't do it for the applause. Mm-hmm. Don't do it because people are looking. Mm-hmm. And then he says, and don't use vain repetition. Mm-hmm. Empty words. <laughs> Talking a whole lot. Talking a lot, saying nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talking a lot, saying nothing. Mm-hmm. Let's look at don't be seen. Verse 5. Somebody read verse 5 for me real quick. Okay. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. Uh-huh. Love to pray publicly. To pray publicly. Mm-hmm. The On the street corners. Mm-hmm. And in, the in the synagogues. Where everybody can see them. Uh-huh. I tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. All the reward they will ever get. That is all the will really get. So here's the thing. Here's how we define hypocrites. T- claiming to have some sort of moral standard or belief to which your own behavior does not even conform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what's interesting. I'm going to define it again. He says, to, uh, the definition of hypocrites, to uh, practice claiming to have moral standards or belief to which your own behavior does not conform. So I say this, but I don't do it. Now, here's what's interesting. He doesn't necessarily say that they're hypocrites because they pray to be seen. He says the hypocrites do this. See, praying to be seen also has like a pride issue, or I want to be seen it. You know what I mean? So he doesn't say that the the ones who pray for attention are hypocrites. He was just saying the hypocrites do this. We get what he's saying? Okay. Okay. Now watch this. Who are the hypocrites he's talking about? (laughs) The hypocrites he's talking about are the religious leaders, are the Bible scholars, and the Pharisees. Because think about it. Why would anybody who's not a religious leader pray openly in the synagogues? (laughs) So he's talking about the religious leaders. Uh, Who else will be preaching on the street corners in the synagogues? Besides the religion. I mean, you would you would you wouldn't come here to impact and would expect anybody other than someone who at least knows the word to be teaching. That's true. That's true. Or at least someone who say they didn't know the word to be teaching. <laughs> I use impact. I don't want to talk about nobody else as church. Right. And so here we go. Uh, uh, but he's, but but this is not the first time, though, that Jesus refers to not the first or the only time that he refers to religious leaders or the Pharisees as hypocrites. Somebody let's read the Bible. Uh, Matthew 23. We're going to start right at one. I'm going to read it. He says, then spake Jesus to the multitudes and to his disciples, saying the scribes and Pharisees, here we go, sit in Moses's seat. All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe that observe and do, but do not eat after their works for they sat, for they say and do not. Basically he's saying they sit here and tell you how to do this stuff and they don't do it themselves. For they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be uh, born and uh, lay them on men's shoulders. But they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. So you got NLT. Read one through four. And, and his disciples, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees are the official interpreters of the law of Moses. So practice and obey whatever they tell you. But don't follow their example. Listen to this. He says, listen to what they teach you. Because they're teaching you the law. But God knows do not do what they do. <laughs> For they don't practice what they teach. <clears throat> they crush people with unbearable religious demands and never lift a finger to ease the burden. Come on. They teach you the word. He says they teach you the law of Moses, but don't do what they say. Because they don't practice what they preach. And they put all these heavy religious regulations on you. But they don't do none of it themselves, and don't lift a finger to help. Here's Jesus, verse five. Uh, uh, but all their works they do for to be seen of men. Come on, and they enlarge the bo- look. They enlarge the borders of their garments, and love the uppermost rooms at feasts, and the chief seats in the synagogues, and, and greetings in the uh, markets, and to be called of men, rabbi, rabbi. Y'all about to hate me for this next part but it's not me it's the bible y'all about to hate me for this next part don't let anyone call you rabbi for you have only one teacher and all of you are equal as brothers and sisters watch this and don't address anyone here on earth as father for only god in heaven is your what spiritual father oh don't you come to impact talking about rick my dad no i'm not Oh, that's my spiritual dad no i'm not i'm just i know what the culture i know what the culture does i know i'm i ain't trying to get in trouble i'm just saying i know what the i know what the culture does i'm reading the bible don't call me your bible teacher you have one teacher he, he, huh, you can call me son about yeah you good but but listen he may work through me to teach you something but it's like oh no 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 it ain't that rick's a great bible teacher oh he's oh rabbi oh rabbi rick I should maybe be what i know call myself like listen listen he said don't call him He said don't you call anyone to this is jesus saying this he said you have one teacher so it's no god teaches well through sierra like oh man the way god used and so what happens is we then get these these uh uh exalted figures in our head and we start to put men above even god which now i can't even hear from god unless it comes from this person uh, yeah. Come on, somebody! <laughs> Come on! That's that's, but that's true. Yeah. I can't even, remember. and we all have. We all, because we were trained in that in this culture. Where we'll say, "Oh man, I can't, I can't receive from 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 anybody because you know, uh, my spiritual father teaches this way. This is the way I learn. It's like, ah, I don't know, I don't know." TD Jakes changed my whole mind about that one time because he said he was at some conference and somebody was teaching. And and he said afterwards, people were discussing, you know, just the lessons. People were saying, I couldn't really receive him. I couldn't receive from him. He said, I was looking at him like, yeah, I can't relate. He was like, sure, sometimes he stumbled over his words and this. And they said, but I'm so in tune with the Father. He said, I got so much out of what I knew he was trying to say (laughs) because the Holy Spirit was telling me what the dude was talking about. Because I have what? One teacher. And so come on, I'm a mess. people in the church are not going to like this. I'm just going to read verse 9. And don't address anyone on earth as father, for, I, for only God in heaven is your spiritual father. He says, and don't let anyone call you teacher, for you have only one teacher, the Messiah. Here we go. The greatest among you must be a servant. But those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and for those who humble themselves will be exalted. Now, if you read all the way down, you should everybody should actually read the whole uh, chapter 23, because then he goes through all the like six, seven ways that the Pharisees are hypocrites. And he calls them hypocrites. He said, oh, you hypocrites, you do this, 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 but this, this, this. And so he's talking about. Yeah, 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 absolutely. 100%. So when he's telling them, don't pray the way the hypocrites do, he's telling these people, don't pray the way you see your religious leaders praying. He said, because when they pray, they're doing it to be seen. That's unbelievable. Now watch this, that's not a physical like location. He's talking about the location of your heart, your motives. Right, right. What are we doing to be seen? Are you doing this to be seen? Are you doing it so people can see you, right? Because again, there's nothing wrong with corporate prayer or prayer on the street corner, getting people together. Matter of fact, we should come together to pray. The question is not even only in prayer, because we got to remember in in, in Matthew six, where we started, Jesus starts off by saying, make sure that your righteousness is not to be seen. And he starts, first of all, talking about how we when we give, when we give, don't give to you know what I mean? The question is, well, who are we who are we here to impress with our prayer? I mean, it never ceases to amaze me. It's really actually kind of funny when, you know, you can go on social media and someone will post their prayer. Dear God, such and such and such, and God, I love you, and God, such and such, and God, 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 Amen. It's like, well, I never knew God had to check Facebook to answer prayers. <laughs> you're not posting that, because honestly, you're not posting that for God to read it, you're posting that for everyone else to see it. Ooh, look at and I'm all for inspiring people. But if it's a prayer, pray it to God. I'm just reading what the Bible says. OK, that's all I'm trying. That's all I'm trying. That's all I'm doing. Who are we trying to impress? This is why you got to be careful when people come to churches at impact. I don't ask people to do anything because I don't want anyone doing anything because I ask them to do it. Because your reward is Rick will be happy for you with you for doing it. And that's your reward. Now, if you come and you got a heart to do something and God has placed it on your heart. And it's the way that you serve. Let's do it. Right. But I'm not going to ask anybody to do anything, right. because it's got to be what you want to do. Because again, I don't want anybody here working at impact in vain. Yeah. Hey, I really, I really, I really want to get this going. I really want yeah. see her, can you really start this? Because I really want us to have it. I really want to. Uh, okay, fine, I'll do it. And she'll do it. God may not have any reward for her for doing that. Yeah. Her reward is the fact that Rick's happy that she did it. Yeah. And I would be a horrible leader if I put people in that position. That's sitting here doing things for no reward other than the fact that I'm happy for them, yet we do it week in and week out at church Well, you know pastor asked me so I'm going on here, pastor be happy with me, and that's that's what you get, your pastor's happy with you but yet we tell people that they're serving God it's like no, you're serving the church which is if that's what you want to do fine, but know what you're doing but we don't ask people to do that kind of stuff here Turn to Matthew 5, uh, uh, 17, 20, because again, we're talking about Jesus talking about the hypocrites and what they did to be seen, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Don't misunderstand why I have come. I did not come to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. No, I come to accomplish their purpose. I tell you the truth until heaven and earth disappear. Uh, not even the smallest detail of God's law will disappear until his purpose is achieved. Verse 19. So if you ignore the least commandment, And teach others to do the same. You will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But anyone who obeys the law of God and teach them will be called the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Watch this. But I warn you, verse 20, unless your righteousness is better than the righteousness of the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So he said, if someone who uh, uh, ignores the least commandment and teaches others to do the same, so you teach people, you you ignore the the least commandments, you tell others to do the same, you'll be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. He said, now anybody who obeys the law and teaches them will be called the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. But what he's saying here is, but for those of you who teach the law but don't do it yourself, you will be, he's teaching against hypocrisy here. He said, you will uh, will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Remember, he said, whoever, this is what's so weird. He said, if you, those who do not, who ignore the least of the commandments and teaches others to do the same, I mean, if I ignore the least of the commandments and teach someone else to do the same, he said, I'll be least in the kingdom. Because at least I'm practicing what I preach. I'm telling you, you ignore the commandments, I'm ignoring the commandments. This is Jesus' words. I'm not making this up. He said, those who, who, who ignore the least of the commandments and encourages others to do the same, you should be the least in the kingdom. He said, but those who teach it and obey it, you should be great. He said, but unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the Pharisees, you won't even see the kingdom. Forget least or greatest. Mm, you see. Wow. So unless, 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 unless that hypocrisy is taken out, teaching but not doing, and I don't mean being perfect. That means the pursuit, the pursuit of. I mean, we, we we know what that what that's all about. That you won't even see the kingdom of heaven. That our righteousness has to exceed that of the Pharisees, who were what? The religious teachers of the day. Okay, here we go. The second thing Jesus said to do. He says, uh, uh, let's go back to uh, where were we in the beginning? Matthew six. Give me that Matthew six. Matthew 6, 7, he says, and when you pray, don't babble on and on as people of other religions do. In uh, most translations, it says as the heathen do. Don't use vain repetition. He says, they think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. He says, they think that that they're heard simply because they, they say a lot, right? He says, don't be like them for your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. He says, so pray like this. Then he goes to the Lord's prayer. And we did that. And so he said, so he says, don't use vain repetition, vain repetition. That's saying the same thing over and over and over again, despite the fact that it gets you no results. This is Jesus saying, don't pray a lot of words over and over again that render no results. Meaning you can sit there and pray as long as you want with these empty words and you won't get any results. Imagine spending all this time praying and you're not getting any results on your prayer. Not because God's got other things in mind and God's no means. Of, there are reasons why some things don't get answered, but at, but we've got to look at ourselves and at our heart and say, you know what, is this empty? Is this vain? Is this me just kind of babbling on and on and on and on and on? Right. This is why when we did the thing two two weeks ago, I was like, listen, I'm not going to this is not, this thing about patterns and prayer isn't about me telling you when you should pray. Because you can pray when I tell you to pray, but if you ain't praying, if, if your heart's not in it, this is just vain babblings. Yeah. Well, I got up in the morning because Rick said we should wake up in the morning to pray. And then right before lunch, you pray in the midday and then do like early evening prayer. And then I pray before I go to bed. I, just, I do that because that's my prayer routine. Well, that's fine if that's the pattern God set for you. Right. But don't do it because you think, well, I need to because then if I do, then I got to say this and I got to say this. and I got to Like, no, 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 no. He says, don't pray that way. Because he said they think those, in some translations says the heathen, but they think that because they pray a lot and say a lot of words, that their prayers are answered. And his next statement leads me to believe that the, a lot of things that they're saying, the babbling on and on, is about stuff that they want. Because why else would he say, for the Father in heaven knows, this don't say all that stuff over and over again. Because the Father in heaven already knows what you have need of before you ask. And it's okay to come to God because we're going to look at biblical examples to pray and say, here's what I want. Mm-hmm. Or here's what I, but to go on and on and on about it all the time, it's like you're wasting your time. Yeah, I got you. yeah. You're wasting it because it's not going to make God move any faster. That's true. It ain't going to make it come tr- uh, any more true or manifest any more than it would if, if you didn't. Because God already knows what you have need of before you even ask. Mm-hmm. That's why he goes on next and says, say this. And he goes through the Lord's Prayer. And remember, we talked about this in part one of prayer, uh, which is Patterns Part Three, where he says, the one time he gets to asking for what we need, he says, give us this day our daily bread. And that was it. Right. <laughs> right. We talked about that. Remember, and most of us can almost skip that part in the prayer because we have what we need for today. But yet we sit there, give me this, I need this, I want this, I want this, give me this, give me this. Now that's vain, that's babbling, mm-hmm. and it's unproductive. Um, uh, and we talked about the vain, the vain babbles and, 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 and to be seen, um, and this is one thing that happens that we deal with a lot in church too is when it comes to being seen is that reaction that we get from people whether we 're singing or whether we 're praying or whether we 're preaching. we think just because someone moved me emotionally, which is fine because God gave us our emotions, but that doesn 't mean that the person is any more anointed than someone who has not moved you emotionally and it's something you know they pray so. That's like good or whatever. Mm-hmm. I need you to pray for me like God can't there. God pray. Right. So He'll answer Sierra cause you know she can't Because when God she prays she pray, she's pray she... motions and all. I know God answered your mm-hmm. Can you pray for me? God be like I tell people going, God will answer your prayer, you answer my prayer. Yeah. And we feel that way because when this person is praying, there's a lot of energy and there's emotion and there's heart and there's, and which is again, which is fine, but we have to understand it for what it is. It doesn't mean that. So then, when the next person gets up and they pray, and it and, and it's a different cadence and rhythm to their speak, and they're a little more, you know, uh, and a, a little less emotions in it, it's a little subtle. That doesn't mean that they're not anointed. Because what ends up happening is, and it, it's somebody who who preaches and they've been preaching for a while and go to different places. You then what happens is you think you got to say something to get people to react, yeah. or they won't think that God's in this. Yeah. That's right. All right, so so what's 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 the trick part? What's the what's the aha moment in my sermon? You know, because because they do this in like sermon classes, how to preach one on one, preach one on one. Like you got to start with this premise and then bring up the the, the conflict and then you got to build it up, build it up, build it up to the aha moment. This is when you get in the shout and that's how you got to rev it this way and you got to. And it's like that. It's like well, why why not just say hey, here's what the th- deal is right here. Let's read the Bible and we teach you, on, you. You know what I mean? Because it's about getting people into it. This is why praise and worship leaders sit there for 20 minutes and say, you to stand up, y'all don't love Jesus. If God did anything for you, you should be shouting. Y'all faking on the Lord. And da Stand up, y'all love Him. Y'all love Him. Yeah, you know. And it's like, yeah. And then the, you know, and I and I've done the lines myself. You know, you got the next ten seconds to give God some praise. I'm just, <laughs> I'm gonna give you twenty seconds to give God your best praise until the new year. And it's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's where we are. But it says you want to do that to be seen or to get reaction again, because it's the thing you'll get it. But that's your reward. Yeah, that's smart. Your reward is man. A lot of people stood up though when I was preaching. That's your reward. I've, I, I, you know, and and, and again, I've, I'm not cracking anything on anybody, but I've, I've literally seen pre- preachers go go through this stuff and their stuff is great. But they're not getting the reaction that they want. And you can tell that they're not getting it and then they will literally switch yeah. to low-hanging fruit to make right, people preach, right. to make people shout. And I'm like, what you're saying now it has nothing to do with your, what you were just talking about 10 minutes ago. Right. But it's, it's, but it got a response, and it was all about revving them up. And I'm like, huh, that don't, that don't make any sense. You know, it's not connecting. It's not, you know, and um, we can't be doing that, man. That's all to be seen. One of the craziest things we do is that we make people think that you know in order in order for the spirit to be touching you i I've, I've got to see your reaction, and it's like no how can how how can we be the same people that will preach that uh uh when Samuel went to go um uh, pick the next king and he saw David, he says, well, it's the Lord judges on the inside, not the outward man judges on the outward, but then we say, you know you're not really worshiping if I don't outwardly see you doing something." Yeah. Because I can't judge whether it's pure or not. Only God can, and that's the whole thing when we talk about being seen or not. It's not for me to say whether you're trying to be seen or not. That's an internal heart check. God knows it. I'm just gonna take for granted that you're not trying to be seen, despite the fact that you did a backflip and a Michael Jackson kick. You know, after you preach, <laughs> seems a little showy to me, but I ain't here to judge you. You know, if that's what you do, that's what you do. <laughs> but, uh, but that's a you thing. That's an internal thing. I can't tell whether you're doing this to be seen. Only God can. But Jesus. Gracious has always blessed us with what to do. Verse six, he says, "But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Yes. Then your Father who sees everything will reward you." He's saying, "Go somewhere private, isolate yourself." Now again, this is not about against corporate prayer. This is like, but if you're going to pray in the synagogue on the street corner, you better be praying by yourself as well. When nobody sees you Just go by yourself Meaning this is private One on one with you with God Lock the door Work to not be distracted Because when the door is locked That means do not enter Don't come in Go by yourself Cut off distractions And what? And you speak to the father Not call the pastor Have him speak to the father for you No no You speak to him That's what he told us to do right?